Welcome to the Curve Thought Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Rathamfo. So this episode, once again, Ndimbiwe Mayakiso, my good friend, known to some of you as Saint D. Joining me again, we discuss a couple of things, um, mainly related to the situation as it's been unfolding regarding men and women, or more specifically, men's treatment of women and what we can do in order to be better. We touch on... You know, basically all the pertinent points regarding this discussion. Also, I recognize the serious irony involved in having two men be the ones to tackle this problem without a woman present, but that's part of the calculus of the conversation as well. But nevertheless, enjoy it. At the beginning, oh, there's a small feature for people. Uh, myself and Dee were just talking over a couple of things, sharing how our days went, etc. And... The snippet of conversation, it turned out I was actually recording by accident. And when I was listening to it again, it was way too funny to leave out. So, but without any further ado, I give you episode seven. So, okay, okay, okay. I said to this dude, all right, listen, man, this is what we're going to do. Let's turn this into a thought experiment, right? And I was like, would you be willing to agree that if we had, let's say, a hundred patients, a hundred terminally ill patients, right? And I was like, let's treat give them all the same medical treatment right but yeah. we pray for half the group and we don't pray for the <laughs> other half of the group right and then afterwards <laughs> um afterwards if if the one group tends to have a higher survival rate than the other group or seem better afterwards right then you know clearly we can infer that there's some something operative here that is not medical right so we have to t- take into account supernatural things yeah. So, so to me, when I wrote this, when I put this up there, I'm like, I don't think it's possible for a rational, even-minded, <laughs> um, taking into account all the various factors of life type of person could possibly disagree with this post. Ha la la! <laughs> the first thing that the dude choose me is, why does it have to be one? Why does it, why does it have to be a hundred people? Can't it just be one? Uh, I'm like, I'm like, dog, um, nah, cause you know, sample sizes are like a real thing. So only having a sample size of one would be proof of literally nothing. Nothing. So, you know, that doesn't work. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, how about, how about 10? Right? (laughs) 10. Are you Gucci with 10? Let's do 10. You know, if five, five not prayed for, five prayed for. Let's see which five fare better at the end of the day. Then the guy goes on this weird tangent when he's like, uh, no, if these people want to be healed as terminal patients, right, they must go to church because that'll show that they actually have faith and God works on faith. And then, yeah, that's going to be the solution. So, so yeah. I, you know you know what bugs me, man? I, as I'm listening to what you're saying, what this always saying, I, I feel like, I feel like folks, folks when, 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 when they reason like that, they don't want to. I don't know if 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 they've ever sat down and acknowledged the fact that that the omnipotent being that they that they believe in eh, must be one hell of a conceited being. If if, <laughs> if 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 the thing that he created, for whatever reason that he created, if his creation has to also constantly shower him with praise and all 
like how much how much how much conceit is there? Like I'm just like I guys, I no. I'm I'm I, yeah. It's 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 flabbergasting and I just like, like I'm just like that's the one thing that that, that bugs <coughs> that you want me to believe in this in 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 this omnipotent being, this this creator of the universe, creator of life and all things related to it. Nah. And you're telling me this omnipotent being who 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 somehow has let a crea- his creation be the way that it is right now. Yeah? Mm. For him to get involved, there must be prayer and praise. Yep. <coughs> Secondly, prayer and praise notwithstanding, that might that might not even be enough. That might because not be enough. Yeah. That might not be enough because you know it's all part of this ambiguous plan. <laughs> ambiguous plan for what? I no. <laughs> uh, it's like that same guy. Then you tuned. You, you, my personal favorite. You put this uh, this post right, where he's like, even if Jesus himself came to him and told him that he's not real, he wouldn't believe. He wouldn't. Believe. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Or, or uh. I, Okay, but, but <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. I was like, dude, uh, okay. I don't know, like, I, yeah, uh, man. Okay. Uh, oh, I, bro. No, that's some bullshit. <laughs> oh, it was, it, it was amazing, dude. But I, no, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's get down to some some kind of business. Oh, lol. This was funny. Uh, I was testing recording, but I was kind of recording this whole time, lol. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know what, actually, um, given the topic of today's conversation, you know, um, me inadvertently recording stuff sounds like a thing that a man would say, right? Oh, my bad. You know, the camera was just on. <laughs> I didn't mean for it. It was just, you know, what am I going to do now? Oh, and now I just happened to upload it. My bad. Like, it's chill. Thematically, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds relevant, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, all right. So, St. Dean, Dean Pure, welcome back. Another episode of Curveboard. Once again, we're going to agree. It's going to annoy me, actually. <laughs> well, 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 we'll see. Considering that even though we agree most of the time, what's what I sometimes realize is that on 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 minute details will differ somewhat. Yeah, but then we end up having to be like splitting hairs. And it's yeah. like uh, those are conversations usually for a beer and a joint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today we're going to be talking about a thing which is you know very prevalent. It's uh, occupying a lot of our mental headspace, I I would imagine. You know, the issue concerning women, or specifically the treatment that men give towards women in terms of sexual harassment, um, women being comfortable in the workplace, our general respect um, towards women, attitudes towards feminism, misogyny, all these things. Um, You know, actually, before we begin, Dean, let's actually, let's, let's see. Here, I think we might have some cause of disagreement. The other day, somebody was asking me, um, am I a feminist, right? And I honestly didn't know how to answer the question because I said to myself, I said to her, I was like, okay, 
I would agree with pretty much all feminist principles, uh, barring one or two here or there. But mm. I'm not sure of if it makes sense for me as a dude to self-ascribe as a feminist, you know? Um, obviously, it's... Okay, that's, that's an interesting, that's an interesting yeah. paradigm. Because, like, full disclosure, one of the things that, that I sometimes struggle with is... is the minefield of how to how to treat feminism, right? Mm. So on 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 one level, like for for the most part, I agree with I agree with feminism as a concept. I agree with most <coughs> of what it stands for, right? Beyond 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 extremes and and counter counterpoints that are also on opposite ends of the spectrum as far as extremes. But at the same time, what 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 makes it difficult for me to to just slap on the label of feminist is is one is is this directly my cause? Can can I can I outwardly say this is my cause? Even though I I even though I'm a pro- proponent of equal rights, equal treatment, equal respect, and all those and all those things. Is this my right? Is is this my fight as a man primarily? Like yeah. it sometimes it sometimes it ends up feeling like you are. Yeah, this is this is this is the minefield that you that you that you deal with sometimes as someone who's aware of of the way that the current the current situation when when it comes to either feminism or. Or it's 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 emergent opponent men's men's rights act, <laughs> activism. Yeah. Um, is you as a guy? Are you now in, instead of instead of being an ally, are you now taking over something that's not primarily about you? Which yeah. is why for me it's difficult to it's difficult because in principle, if, if 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 ultimately you agree with all those principles and you are involved in trying to in trying to enact what what the vision of of that um movement is then logically you probably are but at the same time ascribing that label to yourself is difficult yeah it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things where asking yourself at what point can you ever actually legitimately call yourself an ally you know like people have to like ascribe that to you kind of like when um i sort of think about it in terms of movements in, um, from, for racial discrimination where you can be a white person, right? And as a white person, you can always say to yourself, okay, I'm definitely against racism. I'm definitely against any form of racial bias in that way. But you will, simply because you'll never be black or you'll never be whatever minority in the country you're in, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, some, some, some person's probably going to respond and say, hey, there's been racism against whites too, but I'd like, you know, I'm sure somewhere there's been <laughs> in, in history some country where white people were, you know, logistically, legislatively marginalized in yeah. that way. But I'd have to think about, I'd have to wiki that shit because I don't think I can think of any examples off the top of my head. But mm-hmm. in any event, if you are one of these people, you can't, because you'll never share that experience, right? All you can ever be is an ally. Um, yeah. And you can never, it's always disingenuous when somebody starts out by calling themselves an ally, right? And yeah. one, one of the things I was thinking about in terms of why I didn't want to agree, but just call myself a feminist. Um, do you know a guy called Jordan Peterson? 
I'm not sure I've heard the name. Alright, you're a lucky man. But anyway... <laughs> Jordan Peterson, one of the things that he says, one of the few salient things that he speaks about was, you're saying that like, men all often ascribe, self-ascribe the label of feminist, right? You'll often find that it's these sneaky guys who are using the label and the movement as a way to position themselves closer to women, you know? And now since you're in the space where you can make yourself be that understanding guy, you know? You're that yeah. one guy that gets it. You understand. And then suddenly, you know, you're in there. And now you're, you're, you're the only guy in the space. You're free to spit game in whatever direction you want to. Um, and when he said that, what bothered me was I was like, shit, man, I can think of at least three people I know, three bras right now, yeah. who 100% fulfill that stereotype um, yeah. or that description. So, And those guys would very happily call themselves feminists. So then it's like, you know, I haven't really tried to um, use feminism as a tool to hit on somebody in a while. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I want to call myself feminist. I guess like if I ever break up with Bay and I need to get a new girlfriend, then the first thing I'm going to do is change my Twitter profile to be a feminist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that is rough. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, basically, basically the like i think this 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 label tends to frustrate me sometimes but i guess i guess that's that's the um the cookie cutter white knight oh yeah <laughs> yeah i get white knight accusations often dog yeah and that's the thing like like i said it's 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 actually a, a hell of a minefield as a guy who is for equal rights to to engage with men and sometimes even with women mm. because because you end up asking yourself like you are out here calling out other men on their bullshit you are out here pushing pushing all these all these rights all these things that should be happening in favor in favor of women to equalize to equalize the landscape but at what point are you taking away their own agency? Mm. That's, that, that's a question that I sometimes grapple with. At what point am I now no longer just helping, but now I am taking away their agency and ability to, you know, do things on their own? Where, where, at what point does, do you reach that level? Even there, though, it gets complicated because I don't think it's necessarily as cut and dry as that. Because um, let's say you're in a situation where you're around a group of women, right? Uh, you're around a group of women, a group of people, let's say. Some are women, some are men. And then you find that all of them tend to harbor some fairly regressive attitudes about women. Let's say everybody yeah. in the room is advocating for women, being in the kitchen, getting pregnant on time, making sure that she's cooking her husband dinner, you know, all that shit. Yeah. You would, by disagreeing, right? Let's say you advocate differently, right? In that moment, you would definitely be taking away agency from those women to speak their mind. And you would be, yeah. you would in fact be telling them that not, if they, if they say that that's the only role for them, you would in fact end up having to say, no, you're wrong about what women should do. But then you're saying this to women, which yeah. is like, <laughs> all right. And then and, and like, that's as murky waters, it's extremely murky waters because, you know, like one of the things is that not all things women say are feminist by default. Yeah. Like feminism requires work from people, which is also a difficult thing because you have to like unpack a lot from yourself. Um, 
but let's actually let's let's deal with this right because a lot of a lot of the things that feminism advocates for things that us as men have to genuinely deal with right and Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why this conversation i think is salient is this this past was on the weekend or a week before there was a situation in which one of my coworkers was being harassed by a client. Um, and I'm sure, yeah. And I'm sure if you had to ask him or like he was saying things to her, making her really uncomfortable, right? Cause you were saying to her, um, what did he say to her? He was saying to her like, no, there's something special about you. And like, um, there's something spiritual and you know, you might need help exploring that part of your life. You know, just being a general creepy type of dude. Right. Um, and then, as I was reflecting on this, right, I started to think about how often would it have been the case that my own behavior in the past would have made somebody uncomfortable, right? And it's really difficult to reflect on because obviously you don't behave in ways that make you uncomfortable very often, right? For the, like 99% of the time, you're behaving exactly as you think is the right thing to do. So, so now, Which like... Means your perspective is a little bit warped in terms of assessing where could I have potentially made someone, someone uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly, right? And I think this the, the best way to see this is, have you seen how guys tend to respond when they get told that their behavior is making someone uncomfortable? And it's, usually, it's very rarely somebody says, oh, I had no idea that this was this way. My bad, I apologize. Clear, I'm going to stop this behavior, right? Usually it's <laughs> incredulousness. They're like, how could this possibly bother you? What's the beef? I love getting licked at the back of my neck in the club. What's up with you? <laughs> I mean, this, this, this is, this kind of even stretches, this, this is a thing that stretches, not to, not to go on a tangent, but this is kind of a thing that, that tends to go even beyond, even beyond male and male to female interactions. This Mm. is, this is a thing that goes where, where there's one group that, that you can argue is the power group and the underprivileged group. Man. Mm. Usually, someone will tell you, "Listen, what you are saying right now is actually is actually not great, or it's making someone uncomfortable, or it's making them feel belittled, etc., etc." And the response, the response is be it, it's it's down to the fact that people haven't been told enough that no, this is this this isn't how to conduct yourself mm. with certain groups. Because of because of the 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 historical context of the their own lived experiences, like so so that that incredulity that you're mentioning, it I don't know it 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 comes from from a very weird place. Yeah, it comes from a well, no, let's not. I don't think you can. It comes from a weird place. It comes from a place of privilege. I feel like that's yeah, fair enough. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's this kind of like an X marks yeah, on the map. Yes, yeah, like. <laughs> It's because you haven't had to, for, for instance, like, let's think about this issue of um, catcalling, right? Mm-hmm. I've been catcalled exactly twice in my life. Um, once when I was, <clears throat> I think, 17. Mm. Um, and once when I was, like, 21. When I was 17, it was, it was actually, at, when, I was, when I was 17, that was, like, by a group of women, actually. Um, and that felt fairly uncomfortable. But the really funny one was when I was, like, 20, 21. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember that time I had braids? Yeah, yeah, it was a garbage idea. But <laughs> <laughs> at the time that I had braids, I remember once being catcalled by a group of bras in a baki, I think. And obviously, they'd seen me from behind and hadn't realized that I'm a I'm a man's. And then, 
And when that happened, I was like, oh, shit, this is pretty garbage. Like, man. But at the time, I didn't really read too much into it. You know, back then, yeah. I was... Uh, so, for you, it's an oddity. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is just this random thing that happened um, that doesn't really mean much, right? But then, when you think about, for example, the experience of a woman who... It's... If I'm a woman walking in the streets, mm. right? I, I think it's un- relatively... At least from what I've seen it's un- and what I've heard from people, it's unlikely that a month will go by without something like that happening, if not to me, definitely sure. to someone I know. A, m- a month is understating. A month is understating, yeah. I'm trying to give as much leeway as possible. Ooh, a month is understating it. Ooh, yeah. my gosh. Usually it's like a day, but... Um... Yeah, usually it's like a day, because if, if you have women, women in your life and you, and you genuinely ask specific questions of what kind of experiences they go through, someone will tell you probably if 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 they're working in a public in a public space it's it's almost impossible to doubt that something mm. like that happens on the regular on the regs bro and to us it sounds like to, to us it sounds like an exaggeration just because we don't really experience that mm. it sounds it, it, it's unbelievable because we don't really experience that but the amount of women who will tell you and confirm that it's otherwise that 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 is a scary thought especially of late right it feels like um as time has gone on women have not i, I was not necessarily that women have realized or decided how unacceptable this is because it's always unacceptable but mm. the the space for women to speak seems to have expanded because let's let's be honest and say that five years ago if people were making the sort of noises they are now about the behavior of men men's yeah. response would have been apocalyptic people would have told women to shut the hell up this is bullshit it's not so bad you know would have been think peace after think peace yeah saying <laughs> saying that men are oppressed <laughs> and things like that. you laugh <laughs> you laugh <laughs> oh no I, i've seen i've seen some 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 weird justifications for 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 men's behavior Oh, oh my personal I... favorite of late, right? Check this out. What I what I heard my personal favorite is a guy saying that women who dress in scant like scantily clad clothing, right, are effectively committing assaults on a man's imagination, and therefore it's impossible for him to control himself. And expecting him to do otherwise is simply unthinkable. So, whenever a man ends up in a provocative situation or in a situation where he sexually assaults, harasses, or rapes a woman. Uh, usually it's because the woman left him no choice. What else could he do? Hey, you know, <laughs> you know I think that's that's probably one of the more frustrating ones. And actually, that specific one that you bring up is <coughs> is part and parcel of the reason why a lot of women don't speak up against against a lot of this stuff because yeah. they know if if a woman tells you that a year ago that a year ago something something happened to her, she was harassed. At an office, or she was sexually, she was she was sexually assaulted to the point of rape, anything like ranging ranging from different levels of of severity. The immediate response from everyone around her, including the people probably close to her, yeah, yeah. that aren't women who don't deal with that, and even some some of the women, because because of, because of the way we we've, we've ingrained in them that. This is natural behavior that happens, and it's usually because of you. It it can range from 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 things like saying, "What were you wearing?" Mm. Um, 
how were you how were you engaging with these men did did you say something that could have been construed as flirting like and and you ask yourself and then, and then and then and then then comes the question of did you report this if you felt uncomfortable and if you did did you have enough to build a case like you have situations where women report things to their hr company like to the hr department and the hr departments say there's not enough to go to go off of even if they blatantly know and all they're doing is protecting a brand and so forth and and like the level of the level of idiocy that 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 usually comes out as a response to things like that is actually it's frightening let's actually grapple with that particular point that you bring up about the evidential bar that's required to gain a conviction or any kind of resolution in a sex crimes case right um very often when i speak to people they say that part and parcel of the reason why there's such a resistance on their part for example to immediately take to believe that claims are credible from the onset is that there is a possibility that it could ruin someone's life, right? That a false accusation could come up, suddenly this person's reputation, their livelihood, and possibly even even like their important relationships are suddenly taken away, arrested from their control. Yes. What do you actually make of this? Do you think the issue of false accusation is prevalent enough to justify the rampant skepticism from men um, as to not believing women when these things come up? So this is this is this is where it starts getting murky, right? Because because yes, that there is there is a percentage of women out there who are actually bad people, mm. and it's not like they haven't used the system to fuck over other people. That has happened. We've seen a couple of high-profile cases where 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 men potentially have spent five to ten years in prison, and then later on. The woman actually actually admits to someone someone within a close circle that no, actually that's that's not what happened. Like I remember, I remember there's there's, there's these two contrasting cases that 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 incensed me to no end. Mm-hmm. So the the one guy I can't I can't actually recall his name. Um, he's a black guy. He was on his way to 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 making a football career and. He got convicted for rape, spent seven years in prison. Spent seven years in prison off of circumstantial evidence, right? Mm. And and I guess even, even even talking about things like circumstantial evidence, now it's 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 a murky subject because on one level at at what point do we at what point are we saying we we, we must believe women? But at and then on the flip side at the flip side, what cost what cost does that come with if if at face value we take now these are questions that I ask myself, even though even though I will advocate, listen, if a woman's coming out with something, there's 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 a ninety percent probability that she's not lying. Mm. But at the same time, what where 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 does where does the where does the idea of innocent until guilty innocent until proven guilty come in so this guy he spent seven years in prison yeah? and it, and it late, later on it came out that no this woman actually was lying and and they came up with evidence 
And then on the flip side, now, there was another case. Um, on the internet, he is colloquially known as Rapist Brock Turner. Yeah. You remember Brock Turner, don't I you? Remember. Brock Turner was released from jail today, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. Brock Turner on the... Like... It's because it's it's hard to it's hard to 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 say things with absolute certainty. It's hard to deal with absolutes in in these situations because there's there's other levels of politics that play into how these situations play out. Mm. But with that being said, with these two cases being brought up, the the percentage of of false allegations. Versus allegations with merit versus situations where where ten women are telling where ten women are coming out and saying this this happened to me by the same guy. At 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 what point do you say, guys, why is our first instinct to attack the women? Yeah, and that's like actually that's that's actually that's actually what what we put what we probably should be should be addressing like it's 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 one thing to it's one thing to say innocent until proven guilty but that's not the response they're getting that that actually isn't the response that women are getting when it comes to situations like this there's the response that they're getting is it's it's on the level of an attack of a personal attack you are a liar you probably were wearing some you you were scantily clad you were provoking this person in some in some manner, and that is actually what what probably we should be addressing. Yeah, and that inclination towards attacking women stays throughout the entire process, right? So, like yeah. you were saying now, so let's this is what normally happens: one person will come forward and say, "Yo, this person did something," especially if there's a time gap in between the actions yeah. and the people coming forward and the allegations. So, someone comes forward Legend and says, of "Limitations." And some yeah. of them would say. No, but look, this is what always happens. Like someone will say, Yo, this person sexually harassed me, they attacked me, they raped me and then men will be like, Us bras will say, Nah You know, what's up with you? Like what's happening here? Oh, if it was such a big thing, why didn't you come up immediately, you know? Um, why are you only coming out now? Oh, it's cause he's got money or whatever. And then when there's a ton of women coming forward, then for some reason we still make it an attack on the women by saying, "Oh, all of you were attacked by this guy. Why did you just let him slide? Were you just willing to live with this? You know, why, where's up with you guys? Why didn't you guys get justice?" So it seems like I think I think what a lot of it is, right, is that as men, it's very easy, right? and I, th- I think this is a lie we convince ourselves a lot of uh, when in conversation, right? It's very easy to imagine that. Any, that women control the entire sexual encounter, right? That women, yeah. that everything that, re- that relates to sex and sexuality is controlled by the women. So, for example, people will be like, yo, bro, you got to get her to do this, you know, make her feel this way and it's all going to be good, right? So, mm. it becomes this two-part thing where you as a, for instance, it becomes a thing where you as a man don't even feel like you can say no if a woman is into you or let's say a woman wants to have sex with you, right? You don't feel you have any right to say no because, oh, that's what... That's what she wants, you know? So yeah. we convince, and, I, and it's, this is definitely a lie, definitely illusory. By the way, anybody who's not sure, 100% not true. Um, obviously, you should get consent from women, but if you watch any and most sexual encounters are actually controlled by us as hombres, we're the ones mm-hmm. who go and initiate the contact. 
We're the ones buying the drinks, getting people loosened up. We're the ones suggesting, hey, let's go hang out at this place. We're the one driving the girls around, you know. Um, this is, with the exception of, I, I would imagine, consent, there's very little that we as men are comfortable with women doing regarding our sex lives, right? Like, yeah. we, we, as, we as guys are even afraid of women approaching us, you know? It's always weird when someone's like, yo, this girl hit on me. It's a story. It's a tale. Mm. It's like everyone has that one tale of this one time. I was looking so hot that this woman couldn't help herself. She had to hit on me. So because of that, we also get the sense that if anything should go wrong in that sexual encounter, therefore the logical person to blame is the woman. Yeah. And you're like... Which is- which is which is interesting because I think what people fail to realize is usually in these situations, and this is this is probably what normally leads, what normally leads women to not speak up as they happen or when they happen or in a short time period, is that people forget that where where men and women are are involved as far as interactions go, there is a power dynamic. Mm. There's a power dynamic, and usually, usually, like like you've just attested to, men in that situation seem to be the ones holding the power, and when they're holding the power, we also because it's it, it's it's not like we we're, we're just saying, hey, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? When you're dealing with a situation where there's a power dynamic, and you have influence over. Over, over this woman they also end up asking themselves where did what did i do wrong in this situation for it to go out like this and that's us- that's usually why you end up with situations where they don't speak up immediately mm. like i mean if you if you if if if, if you look through if you look through the, the most recent high profile situations where your harvey weinstein's right now when you look through the testimonials of of how things went down, there was a power dynamic that was set up. Yeah, that was implicit when when these women were involved in that situation. Why you're talking to this big shot producer? He might, he may or may not influence you how your career goes. So that already that already makes you makes you wary of of either shutting him down or talking about it if something happens that you were not consenting to more and than that is that is the that that is that is the thing that that permeates how men and women interact because so, in some in some fashion a lot of us set up a power dynamic more than that men tend not to want, want to engage in relationships where they aren't in the where there isn't a power dynamic yeah men tend not to want for instance men tend not to want equals Men yeah. want somebody that you can loom over, you know, somebody younger than you, somebody poorer than you, somebody less educated than you, somebody in a lower um, job, like corporate position, you know, just in some way, it's rare that you find a man who primarily advocates for being with somebody that has a, like some sway of power over them, right? Mm. Usually the guy will say, nah, you want to be the man of the relationship. You want to be that nigger, you know? You don't want to be the guy out here. I mean, consider how we as guys react um, just to that situation. Whenever it's pretty clear that the woman has the primary power in a relationship, what's yeah. the you know, the general response of guys is, man, look at that bitch-ass nigga. The fuck's up with him, man? Yeah. Like, look at this guy sauntering around, can't control his woman. She's telling him what to do. She gives him lunch money. She drives him around. 
you know, he got a tattoo of her name on his chest. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? So, as men, we're really bad at not, or like, at not wanting to engage in that power. We're like, no, we yeah. want to be the guy on top. So, it basically makes it impossible after the fact to, given that we normalize this power dynamic, right? And we assume, yeah. we both normalize the power dynamic, but also assume that the woman is the one with said power in, in, not, in, a, in a normative sense. So yeah. that makes it very difficult to see when these cases come up, um, especially with someone in power, right? It makes it hard for yeah. us to see why this would be the case that a woman would not feel compelled to come forward immediately and to report this. Because in our minds, we're like, yo, if something happens to me, I want people to know right now. Not yeah. taking into account that even, even saying that requires some level of power and some level of agency that yeah. is not always afforded to women in that particular case. Um, but another thing that we also have to explore when it comes to these situations is the fact that men, by and large, tend <laughs> men, by and large, tend to have a different categorization of what constitutes assault, what constitutes <laughs> harassment, what constitutes rape, right? Yeah. So when a woman comes forward and says, "Yo." this guy harassed me or you harassed me or you or these things happened mm. the response from us is oh but that's clearly that's fine though it's like mm. what's what's the big deal for instance with like um some guy giving your legs a pat you know yeah like, he's, he didn't rape you he didn't touch he's you like something innocuous that that's of no consequence right exactly or what's the big deal with some guy coming and saying to you that Oh, I bet you'd look amazing naked. You know, like weird, yeah. creepy things. And yeah. to us, as, as for, for by and large, it's like, oh, these are things that I wouldn't mind if someone said to me. Yeah. So what's the problem? What's the issue? It, 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 it comes down it got, with with that. It, it goes back to the frequency in which we ex- we experience these things yeah. versus how they experience this thing. If if this is your normal everyday life and people. Within the hour, you've probably either been catcalled or someone's made some comment, some creepy comment about how you look or how you'd be in bed and so forth, ranging from like the different levels. This is, this is, this is their, their everyday experience. Whereas to us, because it's, because it's one of those, it's one of those experiences that are notable just because they are so odd in terms of frequency with us. We're like, yeah, I wouldn't mind if a girl came up to me and slapped my ass because that's not my everyday experience. Yeah, the moment it becomes like I can't go anywhere without some without my ass basically being a magnet, then, you know, there's some days you don't necessarily feel like having your ass slapped, and on those days it would be nice if people refrained. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know... <laughs> As, as we're talking about this now, right, we, there's something we still have to deal with is uh, this, this idea as it stands right now of men being oppressed, right? You mentioned it earlier, especially in response yeah. to the, the men's rights movements, meninists, as it were. Yeah. What do you think is driving that? Because that's one thing I, I, uh, I genuinely struggle with seeing how a person can survey the lay of the land with access to the same information that I have access to and yet emerge with the conclusion that men are currently being persecuted and are the lower 
gender in society at the moment? Oh man, there, <laughs> there we go into the MRAs. Jeez, um, where to even begin? So, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So, on some level, I, I might say that maybe, maybe it comes with, it comes with what some might argue as a response to aggressive feminism. Mm. Or what they might categorize as aggressive feminism, because movements aside, the loudest the loudest voices in any movement are usually the polarizing ones. Yeah, They're usually the polarizing ones, and the kind of the kind of positive reaction that follows them is is also within with, with within their own sphere of of engagement. So you've got you you've got, you've got the people who some might argue um, man haters the, the the radical the radical feminist if if this is their loud voice and as opposed to people paying attention to what the majority of feminism is and their response is to to radical feminists who are telling you who are telling you men are a scourge that should be purged and things like that all men are rapists. That kind of all shit. all men, <laughs> all men are rapists, and and things like that. The response from that, it, it goes back to, to 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 something you and I once discussed: people feeling attacked. Yeah, because because it, 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 you you end up in a situation because I I wouldn't say it's an oppressive thing, but if you have to grow up with with the, I don't know. With with hearing voices constantly saying, "Men are bad. Men are men are not a great positive influence in in women's life and things like that." If if that's if that's the record that's constantly playing in your mind, and you harbor the feeling that you are not like that, mm. then. What if if you don't if you don't sit down and assess why where where does this come from if if you are those people who don't assess where is this coming from then the natural response is that you are being attacked and if you are being attacked you are being oppressed it's 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 like the Black Lives Matter thing <laughs> it's, it's 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 like the it's like the Black Lives Lives Matter thing I kind of but feel though I I agree with you right that is definitely that uh. You t- you, t- you take on the extremist voices. You hear this, you know, and you're not mm. necessarily think about where it comes from. Therefore, you feel like yeah. you're in a bad position, right? But mm-hmm. even those extremist voices that exist, for example, that'll say uh, the women that'll say men are all rapists and mm. the scourge of the earth, and you know, in some way inferior to women. The black people that will say that white people are garbage. They should just be killed, you know, just kicked yeah. out of the country because they've ruined everything. As yeah, much yeah, as yeah, I those those type of things, yeah. I can't, as much as I would categorically disagree with those people, right, who would say yeah. such things, right, I can't help but think that, in some sense, it's a good thing that these people exist, right? Mm. Because okay, so here's here's how I flesh it out, Jason. Just tell me if, if if this makes sense to you. As you sketched out, the extremist positions always come up in any given sphere of thought or ideology, right? Yeah. Now, the more agency and legitimacy that ideology gains, the 
the extreme the extremism moves right extremism yeah. is not a fixed point so for instance if you found in an extremist in the 1910 in 1910 right an extreme yeah. feminist would be somebody saying women deserve jobs and women a yeah. woman can be president right that would yeah. be an extreme position an extreme position in like 1880 would be someone saying that black people are in every way equal to white people right yeah. now as these positions gain legitimacy, they gain more followers, right? The middle expands, becomes a real center, you know, and the extremes get pushed out into crazier and crazier positions, right? Yeah. So over time, I think you can recognize the legitimacy of any given position by examining its extremes. And if yeah. the extremes seem especially crazy, and you're like, whoa, that makes literally no sense, no matter how you think about it, right? Then I think it usually points to the fact that enough engagement has happened at the middle that logic has more or less reigned at that space. Mm. And the majority are probably operating in a space that's not crazy. It's not insane. They're like, okay, we've made contact with the real world. We understand, for instance, that black people are the same as white people. It's all good. Understand that women are the same as men in most respects that matter, really. Um, Therefore, the only place for the extremists to hide is in legitimately untenable places right positions yeah. that are not tenable by any stretch of imagination so i think it's kind of so what i'm like what i'm getting to is that it, when you hear people saying such things that when you hear like the fact that a lot of people are starting to say yo white people should just be killed whatever um the middle because it doesn't seem like the middle is saying that right um if yeah. the middle is not saying that then we've got some problems but as long as it's the extremists who are the only people taking up this kind of vanguard call it's usually it's like okay it's a good thing because not good that you're saying these things but it's good that the only place you feel free to express it is on the extreme margins but the fact that you can do this at all shows that your base ideology has now gained legitimacy across the board to the extent that it's now possible for you to take solace to take refuge in audacity because now the good places that that space has been monopolized by rational people now yeah does this make sense? It's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, no, I see. I, I, it, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense in the sense that once you, when you actually think about it, that that should be the logical train of thought. Should be, but uh, <laughs> it should be. Not not <laughs> not always what happens. But that's not always what happens. So yeah, it, yeah. I, I'll be honest. It 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 does baffle me when 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 folks say men are. Men are oppressed. <laughs> it, yeah, it it baffles me, like, and and it it baffles me especially when it when when we start talking about black men. When we start talking <laughs> about black men, I feel like I feel like these are people who should understand what oppression is. Yeah, and be able and be like be able to distinguish being challenged on your ideological thinking and the way you treat people. Versus being oppressed. Yeah, you know, there's a big difference between uh, being in chains and simply not being allowed to slap your wife anymore. You know, yeah. kind of a... <laughs> we're splitting hairs a little bit here. Yeah. But <laughs> there's a, a small differentiation. Like, you know, because you have to ask, right? When, 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 when we say men are being oppressed, what are they, what are they experiencing that can be categorized as being oppressed because sure like let, let's 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 not discount that things do happen to men yeah things do happen to men men also get raped 
And sometimes yes. they get raped by women. Yes, yes, right? they do. Yes, they do. That, that, that happens. Let's not discount that. Right? But the frequency of, of, of that experience versus the woman's experience, let's also not discount how lopsided that is. Yeah. Let's not discount that. And then on top of that, beyond that, what are, they, what, what are men experiencing when they say they are being oppressed? What is oppression to them? I think it's just that every now and then feminists look at you with uh, the stank eye. Hmm? Then you feel like <laughs> trash, you know? You're like, what the hell? I'm not trash. I'm not awful. So, so could, is it possible? Is it possible that, that what they're categorizing as oppression is being changed on a fundamental level? Or being challenged on a fundamental level as far as their ideology. Because if you're challenging someone's, someone's foundation, someone's, someone's ideological foundation, and the kind of challenge you're bringing to them is, is the kind of change that might force them to change their entire being, how they conduct themselves, might, might that be what they're categorizing as being oppressed? And if that is the case, then then somewhere there's a gap in logic. Well, if that's the because... case, you just need to man the fuck up, right? <laughs> like, if, if, if that is the case, because we, we, we may say that people feel attacked if, 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 if you're telling them their entire ideology is incorrect and they have to change for the better or change for what is perceived as the better. If that is what's being, what's being categorized as oppression, then... Then I mean, white people could could have said the same thing. I mean, and they and I mean, white people are saying the same thing, Doug. Well, yeah, white people are saying the same thing. Like, if 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 you're saying that that me challenging the way you think on a fundamental level about a different group of people, and the fact that your treatment of those people in relation to those people is incorrect then sure, I'm challenging you to change as a human being. But if that is categorized as oppression, yeah, hey, then it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, anything is oppression at that point then. Mm. There's like nothing we can... Then just like having a basic conversation to change your mind is oppression. It's like, yo. Yeah. It's like, hey, that, don't treat people like subhumans. That's oppression, I guess. Um, mm. So let's actually... Well, one of the things that often comes up, right, is people saying that other men shouldn't have to be either responsible or taken to be complicit in the actions of other men, right? People have the mm. ability to self-individuate, to self-determinate. Therefore, any and all actions that an individual man takes cannot be used as ammunition towards behavior within the group as a large, right? Um, I don't... That's a cop-out, man. I also feel it is a cop-out because... Because I feel like maintaining that position basically advocates for never changing the status quo because because yeah. i feel like yeah change i think like large-scale change on a especially on a fundamental societal level like this requires basically everybody to feel it requires some people to feel aggrieved obviously but it fe requires everyone to feel responsible right you have to feel like in some sense this is your problem otherwise oh people don't solve other people's problems you solve problems because you're like all right i'm taking responsibility this is my problem now and it feels like trying to dodge the question um, makes it impossible for you to feel responsible enough to change things because 
Because well, here's the annoying thing, right? Is that on some level, right, the argument does actually make sense. When you say, so for instance, let's say I see somebody that I'm not, a, I'm not their friend, I'm not their homeboy, you know, I'm just a, a guy that I know, and I happen to pass him, and I see him from far away, and he's harassing a woman, right, in some way. Yeah. Um, he's grabbing her, or he's talking to her, but she's clearly uncomfortable by what's happening right now. But this guy is not relenting. Let's say he's blocking her path to, to walking away or whatever, right? I could easily say in that moment, yo, I'm not the police. I'm not a security officer. I don't really know this guy. I don't know this woman. Um, what, 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 what can I do, you know? Why is this yeah. my problem? This is, this is definitely a messed up thing to have happen, but it's not my problem and it's also not my fault. I'm not a bad guy for not doing anything, for not saying anything, you know? This is... This I'm just chilled. I wouldn't treat a woman like that, but yo, that's his business, you know. Mm. And you can, as, 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 although you one could easily say that you're ad, abdicating your responsibility to just help other people in need, you can see why this 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 particular brand of logic is persuasive to people, right? Mm. Yeah, it, it it washes their hands. Yeah, it washes their hands off of responsibility. But but here's the thing, like. It's a cop out. It's a cop out because because people people tend to make it as cut and dry as as that kind of scenario. That kind yeah. of scenario, sure. It, it on 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 a, on, a, on a lot of levels, there's logic to 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 that scenario and the way it would play out as you're describing it. Mm. But but that's not that's that's not where it starts. That not that's not where it ends because. Guys around you, your friends, or <clears throat> or colleagues, or something, or something, or whatever, whatever, whatever the relation is. We may, we, somebody may may make what might come off as well, what might be mis- a misogynistic joke. Mm. The response of of quote unquote good good men in that situation, whether or not there might be a woman present or not. That, that that may either escalate the response. But the natural response would probably be to laugh at that type of joke. Regardless yeah. of, of, of what of what the what the ideological foundation of making those kinds of jokes is. And that to some degree is being complicit. Whether 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 we can say it's 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 implicit that you're complying with this, but there's there, there's levels to to how complicit we are if we're not if we're not actively actively fighting against bullshit like that. Yeah, this actually reminds me of that. Um, there was a thing that happened on some Facebook group about the Dota, the Dota Two Facebook group regarding yeah. racism, and I think the overall conclusion that we ended up reaching about that was that if you are like silence is basically complicity. If, mm. if silence about the status quo is complicity, like if you're not yeah. engaged in doing some shit about it, then it's like, yo, dog, you're, then you're fine with it, basically. Because if you weren't yeah. fine with it, then you'd want to change it. Yeah, um, because, because the thing is, what, what, what it says, what it, what it says, or the kind of message that it sends is, hey, listen, it's not happening to me, so whatever. I'm cool mm. with it. That's, 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 that's what it is. And that is a problem. I also think that... Um, this idea about, I think a lot of it has to has comes down to this idea of libertarian individualism, right? People have become yeah. very accustomed to this, or the school of thought growing is that 
you are in fact a pure individual you exist more or less alone upon yeah. planet earth therefore you're only responsible for your own actions your own decisions um and what happens with others is not really within your purview right which you know kind of ignores the fact that we are social creatures you as a, you actually can't live alone and yeah you don't live in a vacuum and more more importantly living in society is better than living alone right mm. the moment you admit that thing or living around other people better than living alone which you put yourself in a social context now yeah the moment you admit that then you realize okay living in a in a society that is better for everyone was likely better for me as well given that everyone around me is happier freer um more able to pursue their dreams just you know happy people are nicer to be around than unhappy people so yeah. once you do that then you're like oh now i can't be okay with the other members of my society being unhappy in a not just on an individual basis but on a group on a level on a group class level people are unhappy about something and since I'm a participant in this particular society, I can't, I can't just do nothing, right? I can't just abdicate responsibility and say, nah, y'all are individuals, handle this shit yourself, be stronger, whatever. Uh, I kind of have to get involved, which is very annoying, you know, because that requires me to do something. Mm-hmm. But I don't, think there's, I don't think there's any real way around that, right? I don't there think there's... isn't. Yeah. I mean, there isn't. Because the, the thing that I normally point to is... People need to look at people look need to look at history, right? Where where there are oppressed classes, oppressed groups, and the likes. Mm. These are groups that don't have like they don't have the the power that that the environment has has given. Another group, they don't. So, as 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 much as as much as they have they have the agency to 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 do a lot of things, they still to some degree like there is there is an onus of of involvement from the privileged groups because I mean, on some level there had to be some white people involved during apartheid because. Yeah. If if only black voices are telling you this is wrong, if only black voices are telling you this is wrong, how does apartheid end? Because yeah, the, white people, the white people around you are okay. They're like, no, this 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 doesn't affect us. What's what's wrong with it? Actually, it does affect us, but very positively. So yeah. <laughs> so I want to keep yeah. this around. <laughs> how how does the state how does the status quo change if? If no one from that group is saying, guys, this is wrong, that doesn't change. Yeah. So obviously, with, with that in mind, that needs that, that it's, it's, it's the same. Like, if, if we aren't calling out other guys, if we aren't being active, the message, the message that, because we're, we're, like, we're, whether we like it or not, we're the ones who, who carry power. Yep. We carry power. So if a woman's telling a guy and and this is this is the unfortunate this is the unfortunate thing. If a woman tells a guy this is wrong, they may feel incensed, they may they may be surprised. But if a guy is telling if if, if another guy is telling you, listen, you are crazy, this this you shouldn't be treating people like this, then it's like, oh 
the voice the vo- the voice of reason is different. Yeah, and and it's it, it, unfortunate. Mm. It's, it's an unfortunate state of affairs, but that's why that's why they have to get involved. Yep, that's why it has to be us telling our homies, yo, jokes like that ain't funny. Yo, can't can't just be talking about like rating women one to ten on every particular occasion. Yeah. Yo, giving nicknames to a girl such as like I don't know, boob window or some shit, also not mm. cool. Yeah, there's like a whole suite of things in which we as men sometimes we don't individually necessarily realize that something. And this is not just with regard to us men as women, but yeah. you don't always know how your behavior bothers other people. But yeah, what you can do is be receptive to that criticism when it does come. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, as you mentioned, you, we as humans usually are more receptive when person has power in that particular situation so yeah an unfortunate quirk of human psychology but uh mm-hmm. one that we can actually exploit in our own favor this time or to the favor of our society because yeah again it's one thing that's one thing i don't understand is like people will talk about how feminism has gone too far people are rampant it's now moral panic um everything is about um harassment now i've seen pictures of guys who are being like Yo, I'm just never going to talk to women again. I'm never going to hit on a girl again because I don't know if she's going to harass or whatever. You know what's weird? It's alarmist drivel, man. It feels like so many men have skipped to the obvious solution in terms of figuring out what's appropriate and not appropriate and just asking women. I feel like that's like a really quick shortcut to figure out what you can and can't do. Just ask the person and say, yo, can I do this thing? And if I can't, let me know so I won't do it. And then it'll be cool. Uh, so, so there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things actually that I that I want to bring up. Mm. Like, so what I've come to realize um, right now in 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 in, in this we- in this weird bubble of time that we're in right now, where where more women are coming out, some a lot of men are being put to task um, as far as dealing with consequences, and there is an actual there's there's a tangible a tangible effect to some degree I, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna asterisk that with some degree right mm. another interesting response that i've seen from from people across the spectrum is i am tired of reading about this can we stop talking about this now yeah and that that concerns me because people are then advocating apathy because things only get better. Like you shouldn't be blaming people for talking about these things when they happen. What you should be doing is blaming people for doing these things. Exactly right. <laughs> because we're only talking about them because people are doing these things. We should keep talking about them so people understand that you do shit like this, and you are now pariah. You are gone. Yeah, like you're now out of you're, you're you're out of everything. It's like you're a non-person now. Yeah, like I I don't I it, it this is the, it, it it bothers me when I when I see people say okay we get it. People people these people are assholes. Can we now stop talking about sexual harassment and all and sexual assault? And I'm like, but but these things are happening. These are current events. How do you not talk about them? Yeah, talking about them is what makes like because we need a spotlight on these things so that people understand just how pervasive this shit is 
more so than that, we need a spotlight on these things so we can reorient. Clearly, if yeah. there's a problem that we're here now, even if you agree, you might be tired of hearing about it, but you agree that the problem exists as it is, how, how do you want to solve this problem quietly? I mean, if it's a, it would be one thing if, if it was possible to legislate through this problem, but it yeah. isn't. So yeah. you need to actually converse to the point where the conversation becomes unnecessary. Right. But if, as long as it is necessary and as long as these things are happening, they it's like, exactly. It's kind of like how, you know, people will say, I'm tired of talking about race and racism. Yeah. <laughs> like, dog, we're tired of racists. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's where the lot, that's where a logical train of thought should lead people. Like, if you shouldn't be tired about, to- you shouldn't be tired about talking with, like, talking about this shit. What should tire you is the fact that this shit is still happening. Yeah. Like, what, what people also need to realize is with, with the rise of people coming out now, it's not, like, it's not like these are recent events. It's not like this is a new thing. It's just we're at a point where now people are talking more about it. Mm. And that's what should have been happening in the first place. Because had these conversations been happening way earlier, we could have potentially been a, in a different time. Moreover, in fact, like the fact that it's happening now, um, the world has changed, right? And attitudes, feminism has done a great job across the board of making sure that attitudes towards women are different. Um, it, as bad as it is now, it used to be worse, mm, which is what should worse. get to you. It should actually bother you that, like, mm. yo, in the time that we weren't talking about this, because, like, the scale of the problem as it exists today, right, yeah. is honestly shocking and horrifying. Something yeah. that I hadn't considered, like, as it was, it's very difficult to wrap your head around just how many women are being affected by this. Basically, every woman I know. Um, yeah, pretty much. Up, up to and including my teenage sister, yeah. yeah. Um, so, this affects every woman in some way, and I was like, oh my god, this is a terrible problem. And then you think about the fact that this used to be worse. This used, it to, be, used to be worse, and people used to be quiet. Yeah, it, exactly. It used to be worse and also go un- unreported. Moreover, there was a period in human history where not only was it worse, but it was expected and you were the problem if you made an issue of it. Yeah. And it's like, wow, okay, so as much... Pro- and obviously the fact that it's better now is not simply because we as people are that great and we just mm. sat quietly and came to these realizations on our own. No, it's because of the fact that we kept talking about it. and Yeah, there should be a stink. It should be exactly the fact that you have to talk about it means there's a problem and that's that's where that's where we should be focusing yeah like don't focus on don't don't be like ah these feminists are just making mountains out of molehills you know every oh my god so what that guy made you uncomfortable it's not as bad as a rape just get off your high i was like nah, talk about all of it it's like yo why did you feel like you were able you had the right to make this person uncomfortable in this way why did you feel like she had to come up to your hotel room or else there's no way she could get that promotion. Yeah. Uh, why did you feel like the moment you, the moment you went to hit on her and then she wasn't down with it, suddenly she's that bitch, you know? It's mm. like, no, let's talk about these things. It's like, how, my thing is that, how is it, what's the harm in talking about it? What's it going to do for your life? It's, it does, it can only be a good thing. It's not like me talking about it is going to make you more like it's not like suddenly as we talk about it there's going to be a new wave of kids being like you know i wasn't actually planning on raping somebody but Mm. now that joel brought it up sounds like pretty lit so i'm gonna go try that out thanks guys you know 
It's like, what's the possible negative consequence of having more conversation about this beyond your own discomfort as a person if you say that? I mean, beyond your own discomfort, they, logically there isn't. But I think, I think what happens is people are afraid to, to reflect on, on their own attitudes and what they, what they do when they interact with women. Mm. I think that's what makes, it makes people uncomfortable and people don't like being uncomfortable. And it's that much of an inconvenience that talking about things is a problem. Yeah, a genuine problem. I mean, we've all... It's like... Also, my thing is, why are people afraid of reflection? It's like... Yeah. I can't think of a single thing in my life that has... That I've become worse at upon reflection. Where yeah, like... Reflection is meant, to, is meant to grow you. Exactly. It's not like, you know, I could do something really well. I reflect on it and suddenly I'm trash. You know, it's like it only improves how you behave towards your to other people, changes how you think about yourself in relation to other people. It's yeah. like what could go wrong? I mean, upon reflection, I no longer challenge every woman that I I, I think is kind of hot. I no longer immediately go to her and say, "Let's battle, bruh." You know, mm. uh, I've learned. I've moved on now. Step up to is not a real movie. It's not real life. I feel like. I feel like there's something to unpack there. <laughs> you felt obligated to battle. <laughs> I actually did once challenge a woman to a battle. Uh, I think I was like 20 or 19, somewhere around there. Um, to a battle of what? Uh, a, a, a dance battle, a battle of. And you also know I can't dance, so you know, imagine how that was going down. <laughs> uh, oh, that, that's the one time I had. Sympathy with these men that say alcohol made me do it. <laughs> <In the moment. laughs> so There's no way that that was a logical thing to do. Uh, but somehow I managed to do it while keeping my penis in my pants. That was a surprise. Yeah, I, I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna bring something up in, in relation to that, right? So, I, I, what, what baffles me is why, all of a sudden, when these things happen. Men seem to lack agency. Yeah. In, in their own decisions, like, oh, alcohol made me do it, but you made the decision to drink alcohol knowing that you can't control yourself, mm. and and all these other bizarre justifications. Oh, she was scantily clad. She was asking for it, and all these things. Like, but but you as a person, what happened to your choice in in in, in engaging in such behavior? Where yeah. did where did where did that go out the window? How? Yeah, because you're not a real person anymore. Now you're just uh, you're just you're being driven by by, by the little guy downstairs. You know, you're a penis monster basically, as, and as, you know, a slave to your to your carnal nature. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> like it baffles me because on one end, like. How how are we saying how are we saying that we had we had no choice in the matter? Yeah. We didn't have any agency. I couldn't control myself. Like I've heard I've heard men literally say literally say that it is a fight to not rape a woman. Yeah. I've heard that too. And I'm and you're like and, dog. And, I, and I'm taken aback when I hear things like that because like, just 
uh, how fucked up are we if 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 we are fighting day in day out not to sexually harass or even rape a woman? I feel like if you <laughs> let's say you know you're a cocaine addict, right? Yeah. Going to Pablo Escobar's house and then saying sorry, I didn't know I'd get high there. It's like dog. Yeah. You know, if, if you are one of those niggas that, as much as I was deriding people earlier for like saying, let me just stay away from women. If you are one of those guys that genuinely believes that you can't be around a woman without potentially raping her, get the fuck away from her. Mm. Like, leave the room, leave the bar. Don't go to the club if you feel like going to the club is a, a perpetual battle between keeping yourself in line and sexually assaulting somebody. Then just stay at home. Like, also, I don't, I really, that's also a brand of logic I don't understand, right? Because these are the same guys who will probably want to drive home when blitz out of their mind, right? Oh, yeah. And you ask yourself, so you have this, the sense of mind to be able to navigate home, use a machine to do so, navigate robots, stay in lane, drive on speed, probably have a conversation with somebody, get into your house, get into bed, don't lose anything. And you can do all of that with a clear control and clear understanding, even if you don't remember it. But somehow when it comes to not raping somebody, that's just a bar too high. Can't be done. Yeah. That's that's where they draw the line. Also, these guys are talking like raping a woman is a is a flash in the moment thing. It's like flipping a coin. It's no. like oh, we we were just chilling, right? I, I was just chilling at the bar, and then now I was raping her. Like you know, like seconds pass. It's like no, there's a like things need to happen in between you not raping somebody and then actually raping somebody. Yeah. You know, there's a set of like a long line of things need to occur, a chain of events. That like you can't you can't claim that you weren't in control, given how many different decisions need to be made before you even rape somebody. So it's like nah, I've always found that excuse to be just that an excuse for you to be a shitty human being. Yeah, because because ultimately you are an active participant every step of the way. There's yes. an act one, act two, act three. That yep. up, that takes place where there's a whole bunch of choices that are being made. So if you're telling me at no point in time, am- amongst those steps, you couldn't control yourself and say, but this is wrong, then you are just being a shitty human being. It has nothing to do with impulses, has nothing to do with impulse control or your know, carnal nature. No, you you made choices Yeah, and you're a shitty human being. That's all there is to it. I feel like if Jackie Celebi can't use the my bad I was drunk excuse for ramming through a wall, you can't use yeah. it for ramming through someone's pants. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> uh, so we're getting on the hour 15 mark. Oh, actually, there is one more thing that we can cover within this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the role of religion has not helped in these particular situations. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know I had to go there. Why do you always do this when I'm here? <laughs> well, I do this when anyone's here. You know, it's all good. <laughs> but No, it certainly has not because religion like on 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 such a like it, it's so deeply entrenched within society that what it says tends to govern how relations go between men and women. Yeah. Like in like I challenge someone to, to find me a religion. I'm sure maybe 1% of religions, maybe there's that one religion that exists where everyone's an equal. But the most, the most popular relationships, whether, um, religions, whether it's Christianity, it is 
Islam. What else? What else? What else is uh, Judaism, all, Hinduism. All the schisms within those even popular religions. A lot of them have have a defined place for what a man is. They mm. have a defined place for for what a woman is and how they stand in the hierarchy. And if this is if this is governing how we how we think on a fundamental level then it doesn't help in how men and women relate to each other because a woman's place is with the family in the kitchen cooking making sure that the husband is fed man's job is being out there being the hunter gatherer and whatever whatever fancy way it might be put as we move on in time either way there's a hierarchy and in most religions women stand at like they stand at the bottom of the totem pole yep they do uh <laughs> as it should be d that's what god intended my nigga <laughs> remember man was made first Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, the thing, honestly, that that gets to me, the, what I think would probably result in a lot, one of the biggest changes, right, is when you have more women giving. Actually, this is a, a way religion could help, right? Mm. If women took a more or were given a more central role in terms of deciding the direction of their respective religions, whatever they may be, mm. and actually had the ability to decide, like. If there were more respected women as primary religious figures, I think when we get to that point, I don't think religion is going anywhere anytime soon, sadly. Mm. When we get to that point where women are more prominent in terms of their roles in, in religious life, I think that's when you can legitimately say that, okay, now we've made a proper culture shift. Because even right now, we haven't, we're nowhere near that point yet. We're nowhere yeah. near the point where... And for example, an Ayatollah can be a woman. We're nowhere near the point where the Pope could be a woman. We're nowhere near the point yeah. where of the top five, like, top ten even, let's say, best-selling Christian people where more than two of them would be women. You know, these are, yeah. these are changes that will take a while. But I think if you can get to that point, right, um, what it will mean when we arrive there is that the, the, prescript, the prescribed nature of gender roles as defined by respective religions will have eroded to the point where it no longer matters, right? Because now it's in a process of erosion, and but women still have to do a lot of work in terms of using their particular faith beliefs or the particular works of their faith in mm. order to find ways for them to be legitimate proponents of it. When that changes to the point where you no longer even have to make any concessions from the book, where you can just be like, yo, I'm a woman telling you what God wants. What's your, what's your beef? What's your problem? And no one says anything then it'll be cool right now you still have to do a lot of uh careful editing to make that a case but yeah. i can i can i can actually see a world where that's no longer true um also i think that this also matters in this is not just in religious spaces but this is just spaces in general when you get yeah. to the point where it's no longer remarkable to have your first when it's when you no longer have firsts it's no longer yeah. the first woman or the third woman or oh she's a woman just like oh dog people yeah. do this shit and it's chill um, I like that's I think a way that religion could help in. Obviously, it's not the only place of society wherein the role of women needs to be re-examined and women given much greater agency. But I think that'll when we get to the point where it's even trickled down to religion, then you'll know the battle is mostly won. 
But uh, but you can bet that God-fearing people will fight tooth and nail along the way. Yeah, because the thing is, <laughs> while while I'm not cynical to the idea that that is something that is possible, I do think the the opponents to to, some, to something like that happening they exist in in droves. Yep. And and the thing is. That kind of progress is dangerous to religion as it is right now. Because, yeah. because that kind of a shift makes makes Bibles, um, Korans, Torahs somewhat obsolete as they exist right now. Because that is the word of God. Described by whatever faith exists right now, and for that to happen, like like you mentioned, there's a lot of editing that's happening. <laughs> and at what point do they get to the point where where people can can comfortably say the Bible can can now be can now be changed going forward based on the society we live in? I feel like that's already been happening, right? Like, over time, it's always been happening. Um, the majority of believers of any faith don't know the complete contents of their particular book because yeah. there's things in that book that would embarrass our sensibilities now, which is a good thing. Um, it's just people get better and better at ignoring the parts that they don't yeah. like. Um, I do understand your point that it could eventually get to the point where it was so far beyond that mode of morality that we're yeah. like, all right, we can just give up this as a project entirely. But... Um, I don't know. I'm. <laughs> you you don't want to be cynical. I'm more cynical than you because I I believe very much in <laughs> people's ability to try and hold on to dumb shit. So I think we've still got a good century, maybe two, left in us of people fighting against clearly decent and good things, all in the name yeah. of God. But I think we are we're still on that track of bullshit for now. But it's getting better. Most. Yeah, it's 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 getting better. Um, just it's just I I hesitate to to get proud of how it's getting better in terms of in terms of the time it's taking yeah. and the progress in relation to that time. This is kind of like when you pass matric on your seventh try. You know, it's good times. Yeah, <laughs> that's you should, what it is. You should be glad you passed matric, but don't take pride in this particular place. Just be like. <laughs> Okay, this has happened. All right, let's. Like, this, this should have happened a long time ago. Yeah. Let's let's not pat you on the back for 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 common sense. Like, or, or rather, it's you taking it's you passing on the seventh try, because each time you pitch to the exams, um, yeah. drunk and with a line of cocaine on your arm. Yeah. So it's like that. That that that's how. It's like because you could have passed a long time ago. You yeah. really could have. This is not just you being a bad student. It's like, nah, 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 you fucked us up yourself. You were self-sabotaging. Uh, and we have been self-sabotaging for a fair amount of time. Uh, yeah. Hashtag electing sexual predators and rapists. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Looking at you, American, South Africa, too. Yeah, that's us. Ish. Ish, that's us, dog. <laughs> Ain't this a bitch. So, uh, actually, I want to, let's before we before we wrap up. I want you to just reflect on something, right? Yeah. I want you to think about the fact that in recent memory, the two people who've been 
most famously prominent as being anti-woman or sexual abuse or female harassers yeah. that being the ex-deputy minister of mm-hmm. education as well as our president right were yeah. both defended to the ends of the earth by the anc women's league yeah that's oh man that that you bring up a, you bring up another thing that that i'm still i'm still grappling with in terms of how to how to unpack it right because what we what we've spoken about is how how against women who who bring up things we tend to be as men but on the flip side there are women who are right there beside us and i'm not sure how to grapple with that because is that our fault is like how is that a thing that's happening and to to the level of extremes that it's happening at right it's just it's really odd because you would this is one of those times as well where like um it's very clear sometimes when you're living in an echo chamber right so for instance with me i would i would be hard pressed to think to myself oh i don't know any for example i don't know any black dudes that are virulently anti-whites right i don't know any any women that well i do know some but like i don't really interact with women who are who harbor you know pretty regressive views about women um nor do i hang out for example with white people that are exceptionally racist right yeah um nor do i even hang out with that many believers as it were right Mm -hmm. so Within my echo chamber, I could simply by going off statistical analysis and say, oh, of the proportion of people I know, all of them tend to swing a particular way in terms of what yeah. they believe in ideology. Therefore, it's rational to conclude that the rest of the world is, in fact, like this, right? Yeah. And then you interact with the rest of the world and you find out that no, 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 <laughs> no. Like, like, so I was, this, this, this past week, I came across a video of this guy who was caught cheating. Yeah? Mm-hmm. He was caught cheating, and and his wife, his pregnant wife, was calling him out in this. While he's there with his with his with his um, side chick, and eventually the argument gets heated, and then out of the blue. The guy starts pounding on her mm. in front of the side chick, in front of onlookers who who aren't getting involved. All they're doing is is gasping, and that's pretty much the extent of it until security got involved. Yeah, and you look at the comment threads of that video. That's mistake one. <laughs> it's mistake one, but we make it because our, our morbid curiosity leads us yeah. into dark places. Can't can't avoid it, man. <laughs> so, a good number of the women commenting in that thread, the questions are: What was she doing? What was she thinking? Yep. This is a woman who just got pummeled, like beaten, as if she was a man. So this is a pregnant woman, ne? Yep. And. And that's the type of that's the type of response that elicits from other women. Please find please find me the logic in that. Damn. Um. <laughs> I, I like 
I saw that I, I was reading the comments and I was just like wow just wow that's genuinely terrible it's like I mean I mean I mean I want you to I want you to think back on the situation that 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 started the situation that started men are trash I want you to think about that situation that was a situation where where a woman was burned now yeah? mm. comment threads well more like melted but yeah yeah Comment threads. Comment threads. There's a good number of women out there asking, What did she do? What did she do? What did she do? Not, this is wrong. Why are you melting people? Like, this is, like, like, this is, this is a crime. This is a crime. But, somehow, we have to step out and find a justification for it. Yeah. Like, it's it's one thing, it's one thing to, Try and to try and analyze and understand the mindset of people who do things, but to go looking for justification when something is so egregious. How do we get to? That I feel part? like there are certain things in life where even if you don't do, even if you don't necessarily have the power to do something about them, right? Yeah. Where your mere failure to categorically condemn it makes you a trash person. Yeah. It's like not being against this thing is kind of the definition of being a terrible human being. It's like you should be better. If you were better, you'd be against this thing. And yeah, yeah there's some things I just don't see a way around that. Um, as much as I still want to allow people the complete space to determine their own lives, only care about themselves, only care about their close circle of friends, whatever, and you're free to do that. But yeah. there are some, you know sometimes when it like it would cost nothing to just be like, yo, I'm against this and. The argument I often hear um, against that particular position is that people say that, then what's the point? It's basically you're doing moral masturbation at that point, right? You're not really doing yeah. anything. You're not engaging in the situation. And I feel like that's extremely short-sighted because morality evolves, firstly, in communication. We communicate our morality, but it also evolves yeah. through signaling, right? You yeah. signal, you find a particular thing to be morally reprehensible or morally approvable, yeah. and... I take that signal, um, measure it against my own code of morality, see where I find that signal to be lacking, see where I find that signal to be overboard. But then I make judgments based on what you're trying to do, what you're signaling. I make judgments yeah. on my own personal morality. And we're engaged in this process basically ad nauseum. And this yeah. process can't happen if we aren't willing to make moral, public moral claims. Or pu- like If you're not willing to plant a moral flag and say, yo, I find this thing to not subscribe at all to my system of morality or it does then you can never actually make moral progress um and that's especially that's true especially of situations where you don't do anything because i feel like very often you can get blinded to the morality of your own actions right but you can never really be completely blind to the morality of your of your proclamations if i proclaim something i do it with the full understanding of what i'm saying Right yeah. when, I, when I'm engaged and I'm doing something, a different part of my brain can take over and I can get lost in the action. But if all I'm doing is speaking and saying something, then I have to own my words. I have to own where it's coming from. I have to own the yeah, yeah, underlying thought process. Exactly. So sometimes if, if, I, if I see something that I know goes against what I think morally and I don't say something, then it does, it's not that. Then, then I must not see it as being that morally reprehensible, right? Because there are certain things which... If you were to ask anybody, right, there's certain things which no person would ever be able to keep quiet about, right? So 
once you're at that point, you're like, okay, you're not willing to be quiet about this issue. Why are you willing to be quiet about this associated but different issue? And then you move from yeah. there. But you have to actually be able, not only able, but you actually have to constantly try to put the people around you into contact with what you subscribe to in moral terms. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how we call out bad attitudes. That's yeah. how we call out like problematic attitudes that, that we may have. Yeah. Because we're constantly, we're constantly, we sh- well, we should be constantly evaluating our line of thinking, how we base our ideology, what's the foundation of that ideology. And through these, through, through contact with other people, we can improve. And that, 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 sh- that should, by and large, like, not be understated. Because, sure, some may make the argument that, yes, it's moral masturbation. This is you trying to make yourself feel better. But, like you're saying, it's, it's, it's very short-sighted. Yeah. Also, masturbation is pretty great, so I don't know what the beef is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to have a moral orgasm one day. That yo, that would be amazing, man. <laughs> uh, okay. Please, please, please don't involve me in your lunacy. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Uh, just after ninety minutes, Saint D Ndimpiwe, the homeboy. Thanks for coming on, fam. Uh, uh, thanks for having me, bro. Anything, anything you want to say or shout out to the people before we go? I, I don't know if I want to shout out to the people. But all I want to say is, people, let's be better. That's, that's, that's literally the simplest thing. Simplest thing. Requires a bit of effort, but let's be better. Let's just be better. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this is Curve Thought. Once again, Sean Rathamfu, and I'm signing off. Thanks again for sticking it through all the way to the end. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, you can give us a like wherever you got this from, whether it be YouTube, iTunes, or whatever podcast app you happen to be using. You can check out the Facebook page, which is Curve Thought, uh, the Curve Thought podcast on Facebook. You can also check out my Twitter, underscore snare underscore, I believe. Once again, thanks, guys. Uh, I really do appreciate you taking the time to venture into this weird land that may be my thoughts at times and see you next time and i hope you really enjoyed this and i hope to hear from you guys as to what you think about what we're doing out here thanks and goodbye